Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and good evening, folks. I am your host, Fred Houston, and you are watching and you are listening to the Stone and Tile Show. And if you're watching on Facebook, I have to apologize because you're only going to be able to hear my voice and not the voice of our guests. So if you want to actually hear uh, the interview, you're going to have to go to the link that I posted on Facebook earlier until I finally figure out how to link the video and the audio together. But uh, uh, we have we have audio here. And I think Andrew's uh, sitting there waiting to get on, at least. I see somebody there. I'm going to introduce him before I get him on here. Uh, Andrew Acker, and uh, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, uh, Andrew, is the Director of Education and Training with Schluter Systems, and I'm sure you all know who Schluter Systems is. If you don't and you're new to this industry, I'm sure Andrew will be glad to explain that. He has over 20 years of experience as a professional tile setter, including 12 as a California State C-54 licensed contractor. And Andrew has been with Schluter for 22 years, conducts educational workshops throughout North America. He currently sits on the board of the Ceramic Tile Education Foundation, which is a CTEF. So let's see if we can get uh, Andrew in here. Andrew, are you there? Hi, Fred. How are you doing? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm fine. Yourself? Good, good, good. good. Well, finally glad Happy to be here. Oh, I'm probably glad we got to, got to speak with you. And as you can imagine, uh, uh, first of all, I'm a big fan of Schluter. I have been for many, many years, and I recommend it. So I'm kind of excited to get you uh, get you on the air here. Um, I will mention that if anybody else wants to call in and ask Andrew a question besides the 300 questions I have for him, I'm, I'm kidding, uh, the telephone <laughs> number is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. Uh, Andrew, I already introduced you, and uh, some of the first things I want to cover is, you know, basically, you know, you've been in this industry a long time, 20-some-odd years is almost uh, been a little bit longer than you have, but uh, that's a long time. Uh, what changes have you seen in the industry as far as you know, new materials go, tile, et cetera, compared to when you started in today? Wow, yeah, that's been quite a while. I started in the tile industry as an apprentice in 1977 out in Northern California. So you can imagine the changes. Uh, uh, the predominant method back then uh, was still mortar bed method, which means you introduced a sand and cement mortar bed to just about every surface before tiling it. You actually bonded the tile to that. So uh, there are still some areas around the country where they're doing that, but it is mm-hmm. not the yep. standard method of installation any longer by far. No. So no. that's one of the biggest changes is that we directly bond tile uh, using uh, different types of bond coats, thin set mortars, modified thin sets that are modified with latex and so forth. Uh, that's what we're doing. We're uh, that's actually been a boon to the tile industry because we are putting tile in places we would never dream of putting it in back in the 50s or 60s or 70s. So that's that's a, that's a good thing. So the insulation methods certainly have changed uh, uh, quite a bit. They've allowed a lot of people that wouldn't attempt it before to actually uh, go ahead and do it and be successful with tile installation now. Great, and I, I agree with you about that kind of. The old mud bed, uh, if you want to call it that, is kind of a dying, a dying thing, which 
in a lot of ways is good, and I'm sure you'll get arguments on that. But let's go ahead and back up a little bit for the folks that uh, are listening that might be new to the industry and um, kind of explain, you know, who Schluter is and uh, what, kind of, <clears throat> what kind of products they carry. If you just give us a quick overview of that. Sure, sure, Fred. Uh, Schluter is a manufacturer. Uh, that started in Germany is now in over 16 countries. Uh, we're very strong in the U.S. Uh, in regards to the global uh, Schluter uh, uh, group. Uh, we uh, manufacture products that are used to aid the installer in installation of ceramic and stone glass tile. So we have a series of uh, products. Uh, we're well known for our profiles, which are extruded metal and plastic uh, type of profiles that are used to uh, protect the edge of the tile or transition to an adjacent covering uh, that isn't tile uh, or, or could be a hardwood. Uh, we make also um, uh, shower drain assemblies and entire shower kits that completely waterproof a shower uh, before you're ready to tile it because we all know that the tile isn't waterproof. We're relying on the assembly below it to manage the moisture. So we do those. We have membranes that you use for underlayments on floors that uh, uncouple the tile veneer from the dynamics of the floor below it to protect the tile from cracking and, and, and uh, being disbonded and that type of thing. So that's kind of in a nutshell what we do at Schluter Systems. It was started by a fellow named Werner Schluter uh, back in the 70s uh, where he had some good ideas for some stuff uh, to, to aid the tile installer in having more success in the installation and also uh, uh, kind of speed up the installation in regards to uh, the efficiency of, uh, of the uh, install. So that's where we got started and uh, it's really taken uh, the tile industry uh, by storm and become quite popular in the U.S. too. Yeah, as I uh, anyone that wants to know more about Schluter, and we'll, we'll talk about this at the end, but uh, since you brought it up, uh, the Dilbert website's an excellent website. I've actually been on there uh, today looking at some of the uh, uh, how-to videos and everything, so it's really, really helpful, especially if you're um, getting started as well as some of the uh, advanced people that are out there. All right, I want to I want to get into some specifics if I can. And uh, one of the things that I've been – have been – I don't know if you want to call it fighting with over the years or uh, the dilemma, and that is the Dietramat. And in particular, okay. the question I have for the Dietramat, and this is an argument I have with many, many installers out there, is that you guys, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys recommend when you apply the Dietramat, you're applying it with a non-modified thin set uh, as opposed to a modified thin set. Is that still correct? Um, not necessarily, not the Dietra mat. Okay. When the membrane Explain goes that. down. <laughs> well, okay, sure, sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, that's funny, I I just completed a session today in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, we were having one of our innovation workshops. Right now we have about 50 people in attendance, and I just went through that earlier today. So this is oh, uh, great. <laughs> uh, quite timely. Uh, how you install the Dietra and what product you use, what kind of thin set you use to install the Dietra is dictated by floor you're putting it over. Say, for instance, you're going over a concrete slab. Then you're right. Uh, we would actually use a non-modified thin set, spread that thin set on the concrete slab, and place the Dietra, the fleece on the underside of the Dietra in the thin set, and that's what would hold it, uh, hold it down when that thin set wicks up into that fleece. Now, if you're going over, say, a plywood or an or oriented strand board, OSB, 
that type of product, then you would want to use a modified thin set, something that's been modified with the, the latex or polymer or acrylic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, that's right. going to aid the thin set in grabbing a hold of that wood product and give you a good bond there. So it's not really uh, important for our fleece. Our fleece will will be seated in uh, the thin set, whether it's modified or not, and it will wick into the fleece on the underside of the DITRA regardless of whether it's modified or not, but the substrate, the, the surface you're going to put the deeper down, that's what would dictate which thin set you use. Okay. What can you might I, be thinking be more... about, though, Fred. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, can, why? I mean, what is the, the actual technical reason why we would use a non-modified thin set in that particular application as opposed to a modified, uh, modified thin set? Well, you could use a modified thin set to put uh, the deeper down to uh, concrete if you so desire. But some of the things that you can do with DITRA in regards to moisture management, if you have excess of moisture in that concrete slab, say it's a slab on grade, or maybe it's a slab below grade, mm-hmm. like a basement or something like that, uh, where you have moisture content, you really don't want to introduce a bond coat, a thin set that has a latex in it because these latexes require uh, uh, they require a dry uh, uh, environment. They need to dry out due through mostly through evaporation. And if you have a high water content in that slab and you're using DITRA to mitigate that, no, you don't want to have the latex in, in the bond coat, in the thin set. It will just prolong how long it will be wet. And there's a good chance that that latex will never fully coalesce. Uh, but oh, certainly that- if, it, it wasn't, if it wasn't um, a wet area and it was a good dry old slab and uh, you uh, you know you would just want to have one thin set uh, there. You could certainly do that. So that, that but we should talk now. about maybe the top the the top Fred on top of uh, of DITRA. Yes. Oh, uh, that's that's where there's been some controversy through the years in regards to what thin set. Back in 2001, I believe we came out with a technical bulletin that said, you know what, we really would prefer that you use non-modified thin set to set all types of tile on top of DITRA. Um, And the reason we gave is that the modified thin sets, the ones with the latex in it, were inconsistent and unpredictable in regards to how long you had to wait to let that floor dry up before you could walk on it and grout it and turn it back over to the end user. And we found consistency and predictability with the non-modified for about 24-hour period of time. So that is just part of the, of the uh, story. The other part is, at the same time we were doing testing with, at the time, the densest porcelain that you could find on the market at the time, manufactured by a, a company that's still around, uh, still very popular, called Crossville. Mm-hmm. And Crossville had this porcelain that they had in their product line that was, they said, this is the densest tile in the world. So we used that one on purpose. We were bonding those tiles to the DITRA with premium quality non-modifieds, and we were getting tremendous shear bond strengths. And what it comes right down to is it's the environment that we create with the DITRA being impervious, not soaking up any water, creating this great environment for a Portland cement-based product like these thin sets we're talking about to cure in. And when they cure in that controlled environment 
where nothing robs it of its moisture prematurely, you get tremendous strengths with even non-modified. So that's when we came out with that. And it did really uh, uh, cause quite a bit of, uh, of disruption and controversy in the tile industry yep. uh, within, with thin set manufacturers, uh, with uh, tile manufacturers that made porcelain. And they were all thinking, wait a minute, how, what, 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 what did you guys say? How, how are you coming out and saying this? We're not comfortable. So, <laughs> We did have to explain ourselves uh, for quite some time to a lot of different groups to uh, to say, look, we did the testing. We've got these test results. Uh, we really wanted consistency and predictability with the bond code because, Fred, what was happening was installers were setting tile all day, you know, working till four, five, six at night, and then they were coming back the very next morning uh, to get on that floor. And many times their their plan was to grout it. And they found that the modified thin set was still very, very wet. The tiles were not even uh, bonded tight enough to walk on. Uh, so uh, that that being uh, discovered, we said, well, what's going on with these modifieds? And it turns out to one of the key uh, elements, uh, features of modified thin set is that latex that's included in there is actually prolonging the wet time, it's called, of the thin set. Right. And the wet time prolonged just means Portland gets stronger as it as it has a longer period of time to cure. So yep. uh, it had other benefits, and certainly there's benefits to using uh, latex modified thin sets on substrates such as uh, backer boards, uh, plywood and OSB, uh, even concrete slabs, and these type of things when you have a porcelain tile. So we're not disputing uh, in any other condition except for our condition when it's either our curdy membrane which we use for waterproofing and showers and tubs and steam rooms and then detro which is our uncoupling membrane for the floor so i don't know if that uh, kind of yeah that, that makes a, a lot of sense or, as a matter of fact I, I i did an explanation on one of the shows you know describing that whole process where we talk about how thin sets work and how what you're describing is hydration which is uh the longer you keep it wet the stronger it's going to get so that makes that makes a lot of sense which brings me mm -hmm. to a follow-up question concerning that. How do you find the non-modified thin sets work over the detrimat with materials that, say, have fiberglass backing or a mesh backing where there is no porosity? Do you find that to be an issue? Oh, yeah. It's not only the porosity. It's that those meshes and fiberglasses can actually be a potential bond breaker to the real backside surface of the tile. Right. So we do have some instructions uh, in regards to that. It depends on what those are, uh, what the actual material is. But in general, I would just say that we recommend that you either use an epoxy-based thin set and skim coat the back of the tile. So now you have created, one, a good firm bond to the back of that tile, and two, a surface that uh, a regular old thin set can grab hold of. Or, as you said earlier, get yourself a good high-quality modified thin set where that manufacturer of that thin set says you can use this one to bond to the back of uh, of uh, mesh back as you call it they're kind of like almost fiberglass right these right. tiles that we're getting on the market they can't even hold together in the box long enough to get transported and installed right. <laughs> if, if they didn't have that fiberglass reinforcement <laughs> they basically are got you know just uh, you know one coat of fiberglass one uh, one coat of epoxy resin to embed them into the back of the tile to hold them together until you can get them, you know, embedded in the thin set, and then of course they get the support of the floor and they're in, you know, they're much uh, 
likely that, 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 to, to withstand. That, that makes that makes a lot of sense because the failures I see out there are usually because of these fiberglass back materials. But uh, anyway, all right. But now with that said, Schluter now makes a uh, a thin set, don't they? We do. Uh, we uh, jumped into the thin set business here a couple of years back. Uh, really didn't uh, have plans to do it. A lot of people were urging us to do it. Uh, we had differing opinions at, in, <laughs> within the company itself whether we wanted to get in or not. So we didn't really want to get in and be competitive in the thin set business. We actually, what we wanted to do was complete our system and take all the questions and confusion out, out of that. And so we started down a road where we decided what do we want our thin set to do? What's our goals and objectives? What kind of performances do we want out of this stuff? And we did say, well, we do want uh, a good quality non-modified for a value added uh, item. Uh, we also wanted uh, a modified thin set and a modified thin set that would actually kick off and give us early strength as far as the bond strength to the tile in a very short amount of time, something that would be more in line with the contractor's time frame, which, again, could be overnight, right? So right. that was one right. of the designs. And then we wanted a rapid set. It's always good to have a rapid set for those jobs where you need to you know, turn them over real quick. So, yeah, so we came out with three thin sets. Uh, we do have a good non-modified thin set, premium quality in white and gray, uh, we have a modified thin set in white and gray, and we have a fast set too in white and gray. So we now have uh, six different bags, three different thin sets, uh, both in white and gray color. And one thing I've always been a fan of, you know, regardless of who, you know, what what products you use, is they try to keep within the same manufacturer. So that that makes a lot of sense uh, to me anyway. Rather than going with you know one guy for the thin set, one guy for the, you know, this one, you know, so it it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, let's you, you know, Fred, where the bit. demand for yeah. this started was was actually with the architecture uh, community. They uh, really like a uh, one-stop shop. They want one yeah. one manufacturer, one warranty, uh, one set of installation instructions. They don't want to be pointing fingers and asking, well, what do you say about this and how about you? So they, they were really uh, uh, the first group to uh, overall to demand that they wanted that type of product to feel comfortable. And that's smart because as an inspector, I run into that all the time where there's different brands of products and all of a sudden people are pointing fingers at one another, you know, so it's actually a good thing and I highly recommend that as well. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about what I think Schluter has been real famous for and that's uh, shower systems. Uh, you ah, guys yeah. are are noted for making it a lot easier than it was in the past, as you had mentioned at the very beginning. And one of the things I want to uh, concentrate on, well, well let's take it uh, a piece at a time. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the drains, uh, your drain systems. you got some new drains out there. I, I just saw an email today or a thing on Facebook where you've got some new finishes uh, for some of the drain covers as well. So let's talk a little bit about that. What does Schluter have okay, available yeah. for the uh, drains go? Well, uh we have a couple of different drains, as you just noted. Uh, we were the first ones in the tile industry to bring to market what is called an integrated bonding flange. And what that means is all of the drains that were afforded to us from the plumbing industry were all designed to incorporate the waterproofing, which was like a pan line or a bladder, uh, into the drain under the mortar bed. 
So the old traditional systems that have been around for over 100 years, uh, as they've been designed, as the function intends, were uh, were a system where you had a pan liner at the bottom of the mortar bed, the tile was bonded to the mortar bed, and you allowed the water to run through uh, that tile mortar bed, but it was confined by the pan liner at the bottom. Uh, So there were surface waterproofings on the market, along with ours called Curdy, but we didn't have the complete system because it was hard to take a surface waterproofing that's up on top of the mortar, up on top of the surface you're going to tile, which allows you to waterproof benches and niches and curbs and, of course, the, the shower pan and the walls. But when we got to the drain, it was difficult to get a watertight seal because all these drains were designed for subsurface water, uh, waterproofing connection. So we came out with the Curdy drain. And the Curdy drain is the name of our product, but uh, the, the non-proprietary name is actually uh, integrated bonding flange. And the reason it's called that is because it allows the drain, plumbing drain, now to integrate with surface waterproofing. So we brought that to market back in 2001. Uh, so it really did uh, make a, a big change in the industry. It allowed anybody with any type of surface waterproofing, whether it was sheet applied like a Curdy system, uh, trowel applied, liquid applied, they all now had a drain that they could get a watertight seal and bond to right up on top of the mortar bed. So this was really where sealed systems took off in the tile industry because we, uh, we had that drain. And that, that's a good thing, too, because a, a lot of the issues we used to run in with the old uh, old mud-type type, type uh, systems is that the weep holes would get clogged, and this eliminates that sure. altogether, which is which is nice. And as a matter of fact, I'll yeah. say also, the uh, a lot of your videos on your website explain this really, really well, too, and with the animation, which if anybody doesn't understand what we're talking about, you want to check that out. It's uh, really uh, explained really, really well. Let's talk a little bit about the waterproofing. Talk a little bit about the Curdy, uh, the Curdy system. You have these in sheet, and you also have them in now in panels as well. Is that correct? Yes, we do. In the Curdy family, uh, which started about 30 years ago, was a membrane, a meter wide. And by the way, we do have a two meter wide roll now, which makes it hmm. seamless. Uh, say for a uh, shower surround or, or something like that, uh, you, you, uh, two meters wide, you roll it out horizontally run it into your inside corner and across the back wall and then back out on the final wall. All in one piece can make it very quick for an installer to put it in. But, yeah, so curdy has been out for about 30 years. But what you're referring to now is our foam core panel, uh, right. which is called Curdy Board. Yeah, so we do have Curdy Board that's been out on the market, oh, in about eight or ten years now, I imagine. It's been out for quite a while, uh, very popular with uh, uh, remodelers and uh, builders and tile setters alike. Now, is that, that made is a neat to replace... Product. Is that made? Is the Curdy board made to replace, um, you know, a, a backer board of some type, or you know, explain where you would use that as opposed to using the membrane? Okay, sure. It certainly could take the place of a, of a concrete backer unit of a backer board. Uh, many of the backer boards we use around tub surrounds and shower stalls are about a half inch thick, and you know, come in various uh, dimensions, but. Uh, yeah, and we do have a half-inch thick curdy board, so you could certainly use that in 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 replacement for the uh, the backer board. And what it gives you, very lightweight, easy to handle. Uh, it scores and snaps very similar to say like a drywall sheetrock, that type of thing. So it's easy to cut, 
and it's totally waterproof on the surface. So once you put it on the walls, uh, you now have a, a waterproof surface. You just need to treat the penetrations from the screws from the seams on the inside corner, which we do with our Curdy band, which is a banding that goes uh, uh, on those locations to, to seal those up. And then you've got a, a nice watertight assembly. So what we're finding is uh, a question often comes up, well, when do I use Curdy and when should I then use Curdy board? My response exactly. to that is typically, look, if you, have, if you have something on the wall already, say it's already drywalled or you already have a backer board on the wall, but you want to go to a sealed system now, then you could just simply put the Curdy directly over those panels that are already on. But say you go in and you're doing a remodel or you come on a job and there's uh, bare studs. There's no panel on the wall to begin with. Well, now that makes sense to just use the Curdy board because then you eliminate the step of putting a panel on and then putting the Curdy on the panel. Curdy board is the panel. And then you get the benefit. This is kind of neat. Uh, Curdy board, one of the things you can do with it in its half inch on studs is you can actually put a channel of thin set. If you can imagine this spread, a channel of thin set on each one of the studs, press the curdy board into the thin set on the studs with a straight edge or a level. And you could take any of the, uh, the indiscrepancies out of the board. You could get it flatter than the stud actually is because you know what the studs look like by the time we show up. Yep. Yep. They're, <laughs> they're, they're bowed and warped and all that. And now that, drywaller you know, comes in and puts on backer board or drywall and now you're supposed to put tile on that thing you know, that's yeah. going to be uh, it, it's, it's unfortunate one of the things we gave up when we stopped doing mortar beds was the control of the substrate the tile setter had complete control of the substrate when they floated the mortar on the walls and on the floors and pans and so forth and now we're allowing another trade to supply us with the surface we're supposed to tile and of course that doesn't go very well so you can now gain some of the control back by using this curdy board either in half inch on the studs or we've got thicker boards like one and a half and two inch thick where you can make your benches and seats out of that your curbs um, there's all kinds of things that you can build tub decks if you want to have a, uh, a jetted tub or you know a whirlpool tub or soaking tub and you have a deck around it uh, you don't have to have another trade do that. You can actually use our Curdy board to build things like that. Pony walls, partition walls, there's all kinds of things that uh, you can use Curdy board for. So it's kind of a building element. Uh, and yeah, as you said, a replacement uh, for your simple uh, half-inch uh, concrete backer board. So what would you do in a situation where you go into a, uh, a shower, you know, whether it's commercial or, or residential, and someone has standard drywall? in the shower. Would you remove that or would you go over the top of that drywall? We're okay with it. At Schluter Systems, okay. we are fine with just standard drywall. And there is a code that came out, I don't know, maybe you could help me with this, Fred. It's been quite a few years now, uh, where the code did change that said yep. gypsum panel is no longer allowed in a wet area where it is directly exposed to water. And what you know, what the code guys and gals were trying to do back then is they were trying to eliminate people bonding tile directly to gypsum panel in a wet area around a tub surround, right. a shower stall, because you and I both know that those don't last very long at all. Right. So they, they did put that in the code, and that was helpful. But uh, where it stated that it was where it was directly exposed to water was put in there because these code uh, officials that write this stuff 
were fully aware of surface waterproofings, uh, and Curdy can go over the top of several different types of materials. And gypsum doesn't even have to be water rock or green rock or purple rock or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it doesn't even have to be that type of uh, panel for us. So, uh, so yeah, we, you could do that. You could, you could simply uh, uh, lay up the Curdy membrane, which is eight mils thick, which is nice and thin, over the top of that drywall. And now you've created a nice watertight uh, surface, and you're ready to tile directly on that. Perfect. I apologize. My dog apparently has a question for you. Okay. <laughs> you hear her or you have her a, barking. Or you have a package. I don't know if you hear her barking in the background or not. <laughs> Someone's at the door. I can anyway. hear some, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My wife's running around trying to, trying to shut her up. Um, She's doing now, her job. You know, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, one of one of the things that that I've I've gotten from installers when it comes to the Curdy board is the is the use of the foam. I mean, do you get any resistance from that from installers? And, and if you do, how do you convince them otherwise? <laughs> <laughs> You're putting foam under my tile. What, yeah, exactly. What's next? <laughs> yeah, what is next, Schluter Systems? You, you know, uh, you're always pushing the envelope. Yeah, we did get a little. I don't know if it was pushback, but there was definitely some skepticism on the part of people. They're like, wow, I'm used to a mortar bed. Is this really going to support my tile? Is it going to be adequate? And, of course, our answer is, well, we've done all the research and development, and we know the densities that are required to, to be able to properly support the tile under load, even if it's a tiny little mosaic. Uh, so, yeah, that work's all been done by our engineers, and we know that it's more than suitable. Actually, we... We use those foam trays in production work uh, quite often, condos, hotels, uh, these type of uh, uh, settings that are, you know, pretty tough on tile assemblies uh, over the lifetime. And uh, very small uh, tumbled stone mosaics and things like that, and we, have, uh, we don't have really any issues at all with that. So, Great. yeah, it was a little yeah, hard, I and we still have people you know, that are saying, man, I don't know, I, I feel comfortable. And we're like, well, you know, <laughs> you can still use our Curdy system. You don't have to use the foam. But, boy, once they use it a couple times and see the convenience and the speed and the accuracy of the slope and so forth, uh, they're sold. And they'll, they'll start using it uh, and feeling more comfortable with it. You know, I can concur with, with that as well as the, the whole Schluter system because, with the, the failures and inspections that I do, I have rarely, if ever, and I'm trying to think of one, and I can't even think of one, where if the Schluter system is used and it's used properly, uh, it never fails. Um, I can't say that for some of the other uh, installations out there, so uh, def definitely. Uh, let's switch gears again and talk a little bit about, uh, well, I, it's not really new, maybe new in, in, to a lot of installers out there, but... People requesting floor warming now. Uh, you know, in the old days it was oh, really yeah. copper, copper tubing, and but now you guys have have a, have a different system. So talk a little bit about that. Okay, sure. Yeah, the copper tubing was around for quite some time. They embedded that in the slab, the concrete slab that uh, right. you would put all kinds of flooring over. I actually grew up in a house uh, that had that uh, in Southern California back in the in the '60s, and. Uh, yeah, when the slab cracked, guess what happened to the pipes that were embedded in it? Yep. They, they start <laughs> leaking, and you go in there and have to jackhammer out these spots to find it. And ultimately, what a lot of people did was they ended up abandoning their in-floor radiant heat, which was unfortunate because yeah. it's such an efficient way 
and, and, and a clean way, a green way, um, and a very comfortable way to heat a home. But uh, what we're talking about now, Fred, is actually uh, a, what's called a comfort floor system. It's really not meant to be the primary heating source for the whole home, but just to make the tile warm to step on because one of the big complaints you get from consumers in regards to ceramic tile, oh, it's cold. I don't want to put tile in there. It's going to be cold. So now we've got ways to alleviate that, and we do have a system. It's one of our Dietra family of products. Uh, It has a different configuration than our other Dietras because it has a series of studs that are spaced close enough together that it holds the cable in tight in between the studs. So it's very simple to take the heating cable after you've put the Dietra heat membrane down and run the cable back and forth throughout the studs about every three studs or two studs, depending on what wattage output you want per square foot. And now you've held it in place, and it's time to spread thin set uh, over the top of it and set your tile directly on top of that. So we've eliminated the, the step of putting all the cable down as a loose cable that you have to hold down with straps or grommets or, or whatever, and then uh, pour self-leveling compound all around the cable to encase it uh, in, in that type of material and, and create a substrate to bond the tile to, that's all eliminated with the, with the uh, Dietra heat mat. You simply put it in like all, all, all of our Dietras, spread thin set on your floor, place the Dietra uh, fleece down into the thin set, roll it or rub it in so that the thin set can wick into the fleece, and then you're ready to immediately walk on it as you are all the Dietras. Run the cable back and forth through there, do some cable testing to make sure the cable's uh, working properly because it's a good time to check it now than after it's right. all tile grouted, right? And uh, you're ready to set the tile. So it makes the floor nice and warm, uh, and that's uh, you know, it's to the, it's gotten to the point uh, uh, in my house that uh, I did put a heated floor in our master bathroom, and now whenever I do tile, it's it's now required in my household uh, that. It'd be heated. We're not going to be putting in any more tile on the floor that doesn't have heat underneath it because it is so comfortable. Now, what about you're taking a shower and you've got a stone shower, or or it could be, uh, I guess it could be a porcelain shower as well, and you sit on the bench and the bench is cold. Will that work on a bench? Ooh. Yeah. We can run that up the face of the bench and across the top and warm that up. I do have that in my home, and boy, is that nice. Yes. That's the first thing I thought of is <laughs> your cold butt on a on a nice cold uh, stone bench. But all right, great, that's good to know. Oh yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, it, it is. It yeah. does get cold. You know, it, we are having people put it on the floor uh, in the shower also. Uh, you know, I, I've tried that myself, and I can tell you that uh, as soon as the water turns hot from your shower head, it, it heats up that tile on that pan pretty quickly. Uh, but the top of the bench that isn't in the water stream, yeah, that's a good idea. And then we have other people that live in areas where it just never dries out much, you know, high humidity areas, cold and damp areas, and they're actually putting the in-floor heat in there to just dry out the tile assembly in between uses. So they have that warmth in there to help things dry up. So you can think about, you know, other ways to prevent mold and mildew growth. Certainly our Curdy system prevents that just by the nature of having a sealed system, and then you – you add heat to that, yeah, you're gonna have, you're gonna have a very uh, dry uh, substrate. It's gonna be it's hard for mold and mildew to grow if there's no moisture content around. Which makes lots of sense. 
Now, one of the things that I've I've noticed about Schluter for over the years, and you know, something that I I wish everyone would do, and they some of them do, some of them don't, is that uh, uh, the way you educate the industry. Uh, it seems like you have seminars constantly. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, about, about your, your your seminars. One you just completed, as you said, and uh, mm-hmm. how are they available to? Uh, who are they available to? I guess I should say experience. Okay. And experience. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, I'd love to because that's my baby. Uh, being the director of education, that is uh, yep. the, the team that I head up, and uh, we're we're pretty proud of that uh, of that program. It started back in 2001, where we noticed that a lot of installers weren't getting the information that they really needed to know in order to select proper materials and installation methods to put tile in and be successful with it. So we did, a, you know, focused uh, groups, and we invited them down to the Ceramic Tile Education Foundation, which is kind of the education branch of the Tile Council of North America and the National Tile Contractors Association. Mm-hmm. They have a place down there right by Clemson University where the Tile Council is, and we started using that facility, and we started doing education. And it wasn't just about proper installation of Schluter products. It was a lot about, you know, good just Tile 101, if you will, uh, stuff you need to know about tile before you uh, attempt to put it in. So uh, it's been quite a few years since 01, and it's definitely changed. Back then we did 12 a year with about 45 people in each class. And uh, last year uh, and this year we're going to run about 300 classes in the wow. U.S. alone. Wow. Uh, so we're going to be running well over uh, 13,000 people through this training program. And it's for anybody who sells our product, uh, specifies our product, or works with our product, actually installs it. So uh, we have a lot of groups that come there. Like uh, this one today that's, that's going on right now in Baltimore today and tomorrow. We have a number of people that work for uh, retail floor stores. So they're here to get trained on our methods uh, so they can start uh, talking about them to potential clients that come into their store. We have a lot of installers, always have a lot of installers that uh, need to learn about the systems. Uh, And we also have uh, other programs for architects. This is not an architectural program we're putting on now right here, but we have a number of those we put on around the the country. So a lot of people, anybody who's really professional in the trades, lots of remodelers uh, come in uh, and and, and enjoy learning about the features and benefits of the product and how to do it properly. And many, many of our attendees say, we didn't know really what to expect. We figured you were going to talk about Dietra and Curdy because we looked at your overview of the, the program, but we didn't realize we were going to learn so much about tile in general. Mm-hmm. That was really good information. Now, so, yeah, we, we do those all over the country. Now, are they hands-on? Are they purely lecture? Is they a combination of both? Or how it's a combination. Okay. This was a this is an innovation workshop part one, and there's a part one and a part two to complete our innovation workshop program. Both of those are uh, lecture uh, for a, a part of the day. Then there's demonstrations where we actually demo a, a lot of our products right in front of you live, and then there's also uh, some modules that we construct right on site and you get to uh, try your hand at, at uh, installation of, of, of our product. So that, I know a lot of the attendees that come really enjoy that part. They get to actually work with the product, put it in, uh, make, and we can make certain they're doing it right. And we always say, what better place to make a mistake than right here 
at our Schluter walk, workshop instead of, uh, you know, out on your job site. And I'm a big promoter of that. I, I really think, you know, anybody that does this work out there from the architect right on down to the, the installer should be getting some type of education, and it sounds like this would fit perfect for uh, for that. Um, where do you see the education going in the industry? Continuing on the same? I mean, obviously there's new products coming out constantly. You guys are developing them. and um, So where do you see that going? I just see it increasing. Uh, I, I uh, had a bit of an epiphany, if you will, Fred, at coverings and surfaces earlier this year when I realized so many people that are in the trade now, a lot of young men and women who were not familiar with Schluter Systems and weren't familiar with our products and did not know what Dietra was or what it did or our Curdy shower system. And I said, wow, we've got a whole new generation of young people that have uh, entered the trade and they need to learn all about this. And uh, we need to keep this up. I think all manufacturers should really be doing their part uh, to help train and educate the new, uh, the new generation of installers, not only on their product and how their product works and how to put it in, but just tile in general. Because if you think about it, Fred, it's been a number of years since we've had a true apprenticeship program in the U.S. as far yep. as the amount of people that set. Of course, now the unions still do a great job. We work with a lot of uh, union locals and, and national uh, BAC and IMI and that type of thing, and a lot of local trial trades and, and other unions that do tile setting. And we work with them, and they do have an apprenticeship program. Unfortunately, that's only a small percentage of the workforce that's setting tile in the U.S. So it's really important that we all step up because there really is no formalized mechanism for education in, 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 in tile installation. I am encouraged to see many uh, community colleges and vocational uh, schools around the country taking up uh, and, and starting a, a ceramic tile installation program. That's very encouraging for all of us to see that. So anywhere they can get training is good. We're going to continue on. We have no plan at all to, uh, to reduce what we're doing, only to increase what we're doing and give everyone an opportunity to learn tile, either by coming to our instructor-led programs like the innovation workshops uh, going online and looking at our installation videos, uh, we're, uh, we're launching a lot of e-learning uh, that we're going to be doing where people can have, uh, learn at their own pace uh, on, our, on our website and, and learn a lot about different types of installations. So we're, we're only increasing our, our efforts when it comes to education in the tile industry. And I think is a great idea. Now, after after the training, I'm assuming, and I, I know this, but I want to hear from you. <laughs> I'm assuming you have a technical support as well. We have a great support network. We do have technical departments that support our salespeople. Uh, we have salespeople uh, dotted all over the U.S. and Canada uh, that are there to take calls, inquiries from anybody who's uh, using our product, uh, selling our product, lots of sales reps around that are all technically trained uh, that uh, are there uh, with their phone, uh, you know, ready to take calls. That's what they spend a lot of their day doing is taking calls from people that have questions about installation. So we really do want to support uh, the people that uh, choose to use our product uh, so they can do that through, again, the videos, through education at our workshops or online, uh, 
uh, and then, of course, all of our sales staff and our 800 number. We have a lot of good people, customer service representatives at our 800 number that can also help out uh, uh, with a lot of questions there, too. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of uh, how well we support uh, people that are, uh, that are using our product or selling it or specifying it. And that's that's really important. All right, uh, we're about almost out of time here. Do you have anything you want to add, real quickly? Oh my, um, I think that kind of covers it. I, I think one of the nice aspects about uh, about the Schluter Systems products is is the efficiency of the installation. You know, right now we are suffering from uh, a real lack of. Of, of uh, qualified installers in the, well, not only in the yeah. tile industry, Fred. You and I know every trade is is just aching for new people to come in and yeah. learn, regardless of, of what phase of construction. We really need people to take a look at construction as a as a you know a, a, a good career path. Yeah, so absolutely. What we're finding is a lot of the installation houses, a lot of the contractors that have employees out there they're pretty much topped out on how much work they can do you know how much money they can make every month and every quarter and every year and they're being limited by the amount of people that they can hire to actually install so one of the nice things about our product line is how efficient it is to prep a shower say with curdy with the curdy system to get it ready for tile how quick it is to put our Dieter down for an underlayment as opposed to other types of underlayments like CBUs, concrete backer units. And so you find that you can increase how much work you get done in a given time period, say a month or a quarter or whatever, without adding any more personnel. You don't have to have any more overhead. You, you don't have to have uh, any more people hired on that are really difficult to find, but you can actually increase your production by using these products. So, that's quite a breakthrough also to have that, uh, that availability to look at your business model and say, what are my efficiencies? What are my inefficiencies? How can I get more work done so I can be more profitable? So I think that helps everyone. And then, of course, we want the work to be good. Uh, there's, we have plenty of competition out there at Schluter, but one thing that we all agree on, and it's all our goal, is to promote tile as a, a great material to be used on a floor, in a wet area, uh, wherever you're going to put it. So we want to see the increased consumption of tile every year. We all have that in common, and we want good tile work so that when the consumer, the homeowner, thinks about tile, they think about a a great quality uh, material and surface that's going to last them as long as they want it to. We want people to replace tile because they're tired of looking at it, not because they had some failure that they have to address, and it becomes costly. So that's really our goal is to is to have long life viable tile installations. Because tile, you know, as you know, Fred, is one of the greenest materials that you can oh, yeah. select for a for a wet area or for a floor because it's fired earth, and then it lasts so long it doesn't have to return to the landfill for much longer time spans than any other kind of material you could use there. And when you do return it to the earth, well, it's just fired earth going back into the earth, so really no harm done. So it is really a good green material. There's a lot of good reasons to use it, and uh, that's what we want to see the the homeowner, the end user, the decision maker uh, make that decision on tile. Perfect. Well, Andrew, I want to thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure, some great information. 
Uh, I'll put the link up on on uh, on uh, the show as far as uh, getting in contact with Slew. We're looking at some of the educational materials as well. And uh, again, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Fred. It's been my pleasure to be here. I uh, truly uh, uh, appreciate the invite. Thank you, Andrew. Take care now, buddy. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, there you have it. Uh, again, I apologize for the uh, the video portion because you can't hear what Andrew had to say, but uh, uh, we'll get that rectified here in the next week or so for, for the next show. But in the meantime, uh, if you have any questions uh, for Schluter, go to their website at schluter.com. I'll go ahead and post the link on my Facebook page under the show. Obviously, the show will be archived. Uh, I also want to mention uh, that I still have the class coming up, the failure and troubleshooting class coming up in Las Vegas uh, in January of, of next year. I've got uh, half the class filled, so anybody who wants to uh, sign up, you need to do that ASAP. Uh, you can contact me at my email address, which is fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. You can go on to the website, stoneforensics.com, and, and check that out. So, folks... Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, till next time or next week, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.